0: To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at VIP.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group.
1: My name's Luisa, and I run a software company called Ufers which is an emotion-detecting software that works for anybody who creates video. Let's understand what is happening through the eyes of viewers. I come from Slovakia. So it all started when I was a golf pro, uh, well, actually aspiring golf pro. Um, I realized that being in Slovakia is a very hard job to practice during the winter. So what I did, I was, I was actually... Um, uh, exchanging uh, part of my oh, half of my day for work in a Spanish golf clubs down in uh, in Marbella, which is a very warm, warm environment and a very uh, friendly for uh, for golfers in winter, uh, for the opportunity to play for free. The thing was that they had no idea what to do with me, so they're just yeah, we like that you are you were like kind of uh, um, trying new things. So do whatever you want. So I started the first uh, Facebook groups. This was 2006, five like crazy long time ago. Uh, first Facebook groups. I was hunting hunting possible possible customers of our golf club uh, over social media. So this was like the first touch of the the social media marketing, and after I had an incident with my with my back, I uh, decided to study digital marketing, which I did in San Francisco. So there, obviously, there was this kind of mixture of tech, uh, media, marketing that was kind of starting to mix up with me, and then uh, I organized Startup Weekend in Slovakia when I came back, and that's the place where I met my co-founders. It's
0: so crazy, just like, it's just so crazy, and how did you discover where to learn your first line of code. Like, there's so many options, so many resources. Where did you learn it, and how did you pick it?
1: So there was an initiative that was called Ruby on... uh, Well, the the code is Ruby on Rails, Mm -hmm. and I think the... Uh, it was like a weekend thing, uh, Girls on Rails or something like this. Rails Girls? Rails Girls. Okay. Rails Girls, exactly. Yeah. So, th- so I attended a couple of these. So we were just
0: interviewing Rails Girls from Riga, Latvia, yeah. which is exciting. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so there's so many chapters of product. Rails
2: Girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: so I'm their product.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. And okay, so you chose that. And, um, and then it, what, how, what attracted you to your co-founders? Why them?
1: Well, it was very, um, very accidental meeting, and uh, because I come like my my uh, family is in media for pff, I don't know years and yeah. years, uh, I kind of felt the opportunity of of uh, emotions being a uh, research metric. Right. So that's why kind of we kind of clicked over over the topic, and also I brought them the first investor. So. I mean, and
0: how did you? I mean, that's extraordinary. How did you find that investor? Was it a pre-existing relationship? Yes, then? pre-existing
1: relationship, very good one, and uh, still a, still a very good one. So now we're in the third round of financing. Wow, this was 2015.
0: Are you able to share how you met that investor?
1: Uh, the first one, yeah, uh, he was through a fam- family connection. Uh, he is uh, one of the biggest uh, gurus when it ca- came to uh, media buy in in Slovakia, so he was very relevant uh to uh to our business and that's why he believed in us uh from the very big mo- uh, first moment and frankly there was a there was a, such a big life lessons that we had well i would say business lessons yeah, that yeah. we had ever since ever since that first uh first round so um yeah it was a little bit of that that good luck but it was also curated luck be- curated luck because um those relationships were were existing <clears throat>
3: Hi, this is Christine Kornilova. I'm the CEO of TechChill. TechChill is a non-profit foundation that supports the Baltic startup scene. We are based in Riga, Latvia. This is the first year that I'm hosting this event as the CEO. I used to was the magic behind the conference. um, So I've been around and helped uh, to pull it together. Um, But this is a completely different experience and I'm so far loving it. Um, This year is... Uh, really taking this event to the next level and we are so happy to have more than 40 countries here under this one roof Uh, more than 300 startups from all across the baltics and beyond and such a good agenda with so many amazing speakers from all over the place i mean how many speakers Uh, more than 70 by this point yeah and not counting in the pitches on the stage it's crazy. <laughs> and speakers
0: are flying in from the u.s and other countries around the world of all course. to be here in latvia of course <laughs> and the latvia is in the baltics it, it's in europe and um i have to i have to admit before my first time coming to latvia thanks to dan taylor the infamous photographer that is even here shooting yes. today i did not even know latvia existed now you do, and that's <laughs> <Yeah>. what matters <laughs> <laughs> and it's worth it's worth no it's just such it's such a great riga is such a great city i I love it here
3: it's a good combination of uh architecture gastro
0: and the tech scene because it's growing so fast and what what uh What does it mean to be CEO of TechChill? How do you become CEO of TechChill? Where were you working um, before you got involved in the tech industry? Um, I was involved in hosting the last several events.
3: And I've been quite a lot involved in creating the magic around the event. And... The vision of the Textual as a foundation is that we have several people taking this opportunity, yeah. taking this incredible role of connecting everyone that's coming to the conference and only hosting this role for a few years and then giving this title to the next person. Um, so far, we only had Maria Ruchewska, the previous CEO. Now it's yeah. me. And then I'm very much looking forward to the next person to take it yet another to the next level. Hold on a second.
0: Can you close the door behind you, please? Thank you. I think this is the 50 Founders Battle jury.
3: uh, Oh, it's starting right now? uh, Making a decision on uh, which startup is going to be going to the finals. Oh, crazy. Um, So it's an important conversation that they have. Why don't you tell us what's going on in the room right now? All right. So the 50 Founders Battle semifinals are in full swing by this point. Um, We are having 50 pitches on the founder stage and each... 10 pitches are evaluated by the most relevant people from the industry. So, after listening to 10 pitches of hardware and IoT startups, um, the jury of of hardware and IoT mentors, experts, investors are now making the decision on um, which startup they should be selecting and sending to the finals. So, very exciting, but we cannot really record that.
2: This is Carla Marivella from ConsultXD and focusing on consulting iGaming and crypto companies around Europe or landing in Malta. I'm a local entrepreneur, um, Australian born, uh, but Maltese bred, I would say. Um, actually from the sister island of Malta, Gozo. So across the sea, 20 I minutes. I love Gozo. It's a gorgeous place. Um, quite interesting place to grow up and... Uh, um, when you come from one big island like Australia and you land yourself in a tiny island like Gozo, you, um, kind of start to crave connection with the world. So that's how I became a tech kind of geek slash nerd. <laughs> I'm surprised you would find tech on Gozo. There's not, well, that's. The... Well, that's the way it was more. It was more about me finding my way out of a small island. So we were one of the first families to have internet. Um, this is quite a long time ago. <laughs> um, but we were one of the first families to have internet. And um, I was always begging my mom to be able to go down to the internet cafe before we got internet to use, um, use you know, back in the day of Excite and Yahoo um, to connect and make sure that I could, you know, connect to the rest of the world, email my friends back in Australia. And it kind of just all started from there. And then I discovered eBay and that was it.
0: (laughs) What happened on eBay? eBay was one of my first early introductions into professional... Internet business. Okay. Yeah.
2: No, for me, it was more like, shit, I can find stuff that I actually can't find. And because there was no mall when I when I moved to Gozo, there was no mall. There was nothing that I was used to. you right. know. So it was just like it was kind of like my 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 window into the world that I knew. So I was just like buying stuff on on eBay with my mom's credit card. And she's like, what are you doing? I was like, because I can buy stuff <laughs> <laughs> but they don't have this brand here. But I can see it on the English TV that we have on cable and I can find it on the internet so it was very much about it was very much about being able to connect with what I knew existed outside the boundaries of our island and it just kind of all flourished from there really just school and then um, I decided very early I wanted to be graphic designer and those courses didn't exist and then I did my my first two degrees here in Malta, and after that, I was just like, yes, I have to pursue a master's in in uh, in something digital. Right. Um, so I did my first master's in um, via correspondence, completely online, actually through the University of Canberra in Australia. Um, and um, after that, I was uh, yeah pretty much just jumping headfirst into any tech company that was on the island. Um, so I was working for a Scandin- on Gozo. No, on Malta oh, okay, okay. by this time. So university on the uh, university is only in Malta, like the the big campus. Now we actually have a sub campus right. in Gozo. But um, back in my day, we, we would have to leave home. Like I left home at seventeen. I was I was working um, I was working part time studying, um, and uh, after my after my degree, I was actually a teacher. After my first first batch of degrees, and then um, I, I just couldn't couldn't not be digital like I wanted to be doing something online and I hadn't really defined what like the graphic design thing kind of yeah I love to be creative but I didn't I felt like it was just a small part of the picture.